Well, it's official. It's officially cold as shit. It's officially cold as shit. There is the turn of the year where it's like, no, no, no. Oh, it's official. It's officially cold as shit. And since we've last seen you, I think has been the week where many times I have proclaimed that it's a fish, it's Guinness World Record officiated cold as shit. Yep. Um, how are you, Andrew? Let's address the elephant in the room. Um, you've not been doing great mentally at the moment, have you? I've been doing just fine. Stop, <laughs> trying, to, stop trying to diminish good things in my life. <laughs> let's talk about the elephant in the room, Andrew. We're all really worried let's about Let's address <laughs> the real elephant in the room. Okay. I guess it's bigger than... It's bigger than how you're feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's bigger it's, than anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it goes, it goes further back, doesn't it? It goes far further it's, back. It's an elephant in the room. It's the big elephant. Let's <laughs> oh, just, sorry. Let's sorry. just address it. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to talk about Andrew's mental health troubles. Because you see how he always has to try and ruin <laughs> nice things for me. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to. Sorry. Andrew's got a new pair of... <laughs> I have a new pair of Crocs. How would you not fucking realise that's what was happening? <laughs> no, I did realise. Okay. I, was, I was actually just, I was just playing with you. Uh, very impressive <coughs> pair of Crocs. Um, and if you if you're mostly an audio listener, just quickly switch to YouTube. Or maybe look at the thumbnail. Well, I'll probably have it. Probably the thumbnail. I'll get a better view of it there. Just. But an extraordinary pair of Crocs, and you know, as you've many much bemoaned your financial situation, it's very rare when you, you recently when you've been able to splash out on a little treat yourself. This yeah. is the first item. That I've purchased in about two years, I think. Other than some pants. And that t-shirt. And that t-shirt. Yeah. The pants and the t-shirt. Oh, I'm wearing all my new things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just it's like just after Christmas Day. It really is. <laughs> so I, I I splashed out on some crocs for the Black Friday sales. And they're real. They're is, real crocs. They're not frocks anymore. I to be honest, it's not splashing out because it is an investment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very much like it's like a tool. And my know, current It's like workwear. You know? Yeah, it is. It's like when lumberjacks buy cart heart, you know, dungarees. But who knew workwear could be this fun? <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Um, uh, my current or now old Crocs um, had a big hole in the bottom. So when it was raining and I needed to go get some beans from the offy, I'd just get wet socks. You don't want wet socks while you're eating beans. You that's, don't. That's, that's, a, that's a really depressing combo. It really is. When you're heating up some beans and your socks are wet, socks that are is. Wet. That's not. Things it's have not turned out. But now with to. these all-terrain, sorry, yeah. all-terrain-based footwear, it's yeah. good for all. Where you, if it rains, if it's muddy outside, if it's slippery, it's it's going to be there for to really keep me up, but also get me there and back in style. Now the new thing that I've got with these Crocs, which I haven't had for at any point in my life, because I mean the fir- the last Crocs that you guys saw were were the first pair of Crocs I owned, and they were actually Frocks. They were bought f- probably, I reckon they were f- 20 pounds, bought mm. for by my um, stepfather because I kept stealing his slippers Yeah, for sexual reasons. Um, <laughs> but these, yeah, so these are my first, uh, my own pair that I've bought myself. Key difference is we've got some fur lining this time. Yeah, that is, I've, I have seen quite a few Crocs in my time. I've never seen that innovation. Fur lining. So it's it's a daisy theme and we've got, they're black with daisies on and then the the, the lining is is yellow. Is there room for widgets? Of course. There's always I don't room. know. I wonder if the lining, no, the lining. No, the lining, it won't. There's always room for widgets. Okay, good. good. That's that's the <laughs> motto of the Croc. No matter, how, no matter how much innovation they'll bring to the company, the different products they'll push out, there'll always be room for the widget. Yeah. 
Um, so again, widgets. You know, I don't. Who needs a widget when you're walking around in these bad boys? Yeah, it's true. It feels like overkill. If you're what gonna I am going to look into is try, I'm trying to find a hoodie or a um, jacket that is also Daisies or Crocs. You know, Cro- Crocs. I think have other branded. But that you're missing the point there. <laughs> I, I don't just want to completely kit out with Croc branded. It would actually look kind of. It would look. You, it would look kind of sick if you Croc. had like I don't know like a Croc windbreaker. <laughs> And like a croc, a croc bucket hat and like croc like yeah. baggy trousers. It would be fucking it is hard. In, in this post-Gonite world, it I think would, it, it would really go smash. hard as a look. But no, I want to I find a matching daisy jacket so or, I can or, wear the... Or like a daisy jumpsuit. You know what those lots of um, yeah. white women entering their late 20s, yeah, early jumpsuit 30s could work. Wear. Yeah, jumpsuit could work. Um, I <laughs> think if you had a daisy tight little to get your pert little arse in, in a d- jumpsuit, it'd be nice. Yeah, my bum looked great in the jumpsuit, mm. actually. That's true. Yeah. I'd be quite the bell of the bull. Uh, but these arrived today. Um, so spirits. should have done an unboxing. Spirits on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't think to do that. Um, also, yeah, I've, 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 with the frocks, I would never fuck with sport mode, but I think I fuck a lot more with sport mode on, on these. It feels like it's quite tight. It's a tighter sports mode than usual, I feel. Or does it normally, I thought it'd extend to the end of the shoe, but the sport mode yeah, thing, it's, well, it, it seems to be really chugging ch- throwing you into your future and i think that's the point of the more mm. newer design of the crocs maybe because what's the point of sport mode if it's not tugging you into your future mm. you've really got to get your sn- your feet snug in the croc otherwise how can you do all the activities that you want to do when you just flip to sport mode when you're on the website looking for crocs do they Which advertise I often it am, yes, yeah. continue. <laughs> um do, has it does it say like v5.0 do they do they brand it as a new version the new croc with like and then list the improvements and stuff that's an excellent question and i'll be happy to go into it Please. um what they they'll often they'll call it a classic clog what i'm wearing now is a classic clog um which is the croc design that we we all know and love with a variation on the actual um on the aesthetic sure but that's like your classic clog. Your own Ex- exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's your classic clog but they, they do they do a lot of other types now they do some more slip-ons yeah they've got some heavier booty shoes sure um so they'll yeah croc loungewear there's some there's some croc vernacular sure, sure croc um, boat, boat shoes croc. Boat, sure sure <laughs> i think they do f- uh, croc flops or mm. flip crocs uh, sorry that probably thought crocs seem to be the perfect shoe for I'm going to stop you there. Club. Let's just call it there. Let's just stop it there and everyone should get a croc because <laughs> they're the perfect shoe. They, they, that might be the ideal shoe for um, a hardcore gay sex club. Because you can wipe all the cum off easily. Well, because you'll be walking around and it will. there'll be lots of cum on the floor. Yeah. So it's sturdy. It, it feels like the absolute ideal because you can slip them off. But how much cum to. are you willing to get on your feet? What do you mean? Well, because for unless they're fur-lined... Then it's it's going to drip through the holes into your feet, isn't it? That's true. Maybe they're not the perfect. Maybe, Maybe they're, they're not. <laughs> because also, even if they yeah. are fern lined, it's not going to go directly onto your naked foot, but it's going to stay in the fur. Yeah, which you don't is, want Which to is worse. Which is much worse. I prefer to have. I'd I prefer to be able to wipe off yeah. cum in a shower at the end of an orgy rather than having to wash. What I would do is I would plug all the holes with Pride widgets to show my support. And so I presu- you're, you're at a gay orgy then? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Gay oh, says, okay, right. Because there's more come at a gay orgy than there is at a normal orgy. There's twice wow, as much. <laughs> that shows your age, doesn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. No, there's twice as much come. <laughs> famously. Well, what? famously. Twice as much. That's why they Because call- women can't ejaculate, can they? <laughs> You've never seen one come, have you? <laughs> it's just a myth. <laughs> it's a myth. It's like, it's like Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. 
the female orgasm is like it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like the Loch Ness monster. I've seen pictures, <laughs> but then it's come out as fake <laughs> afterwards. Never seen one myself. <laughs> I'm not gonna believe what I read in the papers. <laughs> Do your own research. <laughs> right, that's becoming uncomfortable. So take one last look. Yeah. There you go. Mm. And now they're down. Because I wonder with the versions of Croc, though, I wonder if like there's like a there's a, is there is there like a a maverick personality cult around someone who owns Crocs? I don't know. Is it like a Steve Jobs figure who presents no. the new Crocs? No, I think it's at it's, an event. We've got to think of Crocs. We have to put Crocs within the historical context. We've got to their time, yeah. Of course, and they came out as a practical footwear. In in it's it's like. Why are you? Why I fell in love with them, other than their obvious style, is that you? It's the perfect shoe you put by the outside, by your outside door, sure, um, into your backyard yeah. or something. If you need to pop out to the garage, you have you've got a few shoes there. And what the Croc does well is is versatile between indoors and outdoor, indoor and outdoor wear. Yeah. So amphibious. It's an amphibious. It's vehicle. an amphibious shoe. <laughs> 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 but of course, um, so that versatility. Because they're comfy as the comfy as balls to wear around in shorts. Sure. Comfy as big comfy, old balls. Comfy big old cushy balls. <laughs> um, but so that's what I imagine the uh, Maverick creator of the Crocs was thinking. He's thinking, how am I going to solve the solution of the, the crisis? Of, the crisis <laughs> of the lack of amphibious footwear in the market. <laughs> so he comes up with a Croc. Yeah. Crocs then become something that are very popular with kids and children. That's yeah. when your widgets come in. <laughs> People yeah. start to see the the fashion and fun potential in the crop. But it sounds a bit like when when Steve Jobs released the iPod Touch, you know, yeah. in lots of different colours. You know, those adverts were there. Comparable they technologically, not necessarily <laughs> fashion wise. <laughs> sure, sure. But I'd imagine that there, there's like a similar style HQ to mm. Apple at Croc, and there's loads of people working on loads of different just Crocs. new ideas of just different well, types. Well, <laughs> well, again, it's the Croc is. The croc, yeah, we could honestly do an hour. We, jo <laughs> we joked about this, but the croc is also the po the perfect symbol of our post-ironic world because it, it starts off as something that is um, taking the piss out of, yeah, basically. Um, well, it starts off maybe normal, and then when people, it's like what your dad wears yeah. or something. They're an embarrassing thing to wear on your feet. We've moved in our post-ironic world. They are now because I've seen a lot of fashionistas wearing crocs yeah. and it's become more of a, a statement it well we're worn in a semi-ironic way but there's now it's like when you used to say uh, a slang word at school or whenever you, you start saying the slang one word as a joke uh, anyone one one yeah apologies <laughs> that wasn't clear <laughs> when one one when one <laughs> would say a slang when word. one incorporates <laughs> slang into one's vernacular and like, vocab yeah. um you start using it as a joke and then it becomes something that you actually say. Yeah. And you're not sure if you're happy about it or not. And and <laughs> that's what the crocs are. Okay. Well, last thing I'll say with the crocs um, is you've already were pretty bold mm. with when you would wear your like shitty fake crocs. You have no idea how bad it's going to get. <laughs> so remember, you went to a lot everywhere. of barbecues. Barbecues, yeah. You went out. And what was the most you ever pushed it with wearing a croc out, do you think? Do pubs. You probably the pub. Pubs, yeah. probably pub. the most. I've never gone mental, but you've the thing is, the I can. So I was going to go to a museum on <laughs> Saturday. What happened? <laughs> um, that's not that interesting, actually. But what, when I was discussing, I was bringing up my new Crocs with the people I was with. And I thought, you know what? The, going to a museum, I'd do it with these new ones. They're, per yeah. they're perfect museum shoes. Museum wear. Museum wear. <laughs> that's, you can, especially like, because you, you've got an instant... 
You've got an instant bump in your personality looking at paintings wearing these. Yeah. I look like a guy who knows what he's looking at in paintings, <laughs> even though I haven't got a fucking clue what's going you're, on. You're, you're looking at the, the fire alarm button. Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing what he's doing there. <laughs> but then, because Press I'm wearing it. the Crocs, okay. other people are gathering around me. <laughs> yeah. They're seeing what I'm seeing because of the power of my feet. feet, people feet are, wear, people footwear are, influence. You've got people in turtlenecks following you, looking at your Crocs. With a sketch pack thinking this is a moving piece of art. Correct. From a <laughs> is he part of the music? Is he part of the exhibition? He might well be. That's for you to decide. Um, <laughs> when was the last time you went to a museum? You fucking idiot. That's a loaded question. <laughs> you fucking moron. A museum. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, oh my God. Well, a museum a while. I've been to a gallery. I don't know. Whenever. That's a museum. Yeah. Well, it's not, is it? Is it? I don't. I it's, it's a it's a it's a bullshit thing to try and work. You know, to mm. think there's a difference. I don't know. Well, not since before lockdown, and then I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Mm. Uh, I went to one in Hungary with my mother. Was it good? Budapest. Yeah, massive. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of artwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just. <laughs> It's weird uh, adjectives. Massive. It's hard. To, it's <laughs> How was the art gas? Massive. Massive. It was <laughs> loads. Of sh- loads. In a sense, it was kind of terrifyingly. It was daunting. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I say massive because it's impossible to not yeah. find something you like in there because it went from. There's something for everything. It, something it went from like the 12th century <laughs> to modern art. Yeah. So, and it was big. Fun for all the family. Fun for all the family. <laughs> Go if you want. I don't care. It's really big. End of. When was the last time you went to a museum? Uh. Two weeks ago, I think, to right, the Tate Britain, which I haven't been to. It's the one that just, you don't normally go to that one. It's a bit out of the way, but very, very good. I like I like so modern art ones because if they're good, great. And if they're shit, great. Great, like yeah. It, I love modern yeah, art yeah. museums because it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, shit modern art is really fun. Yeah. Like, when, because it's so subjective and so, like old art to stand the test of time has to fill a certain criteria of quality. And but you've when got they're a presented- pretty extensive checklist. <laughs> You're not you're, you're not much fun to go to a museum with at all. Oh, yes, yeah, come <laughs> But modern art, when they b- release new artists, it's not decided if it's shit or not. You need a bit of time. That's for us. So to then you, that's for you to decide. Yeah. And you can be like, wow, this is we, that's not going to last. Yeah. That is really fucking I enjoy shit. W- the stakes are high because it's either absolutely revolutionary or just yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's and the is, line is fucking. Yeah, yeah no, I, I completely agree. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm a big fan. Something I've noticed. Go on. We're approaching. It's December the first. It'll be December the third. Sorry, just just like, can we put the? I feel in the show we should have like, because consistently, nearly every show you have observations, but there should be a way because they need. I assume you had this observation in the sitting room, watching TV potentially. Because a lot of you know, admittedly, you know, we get at least twenty minutes out of them a week, so that you know, they're they're gold dust. They're, they're the bread and butter of the, the foundation of the podcast. Sure. But I wonder if there's a way. Sounds like you're insulting me. No, I'm not insulting. I'm genuinely not. Genuinely not. What you're saying is, uh, all you're saying is, I spend a lot of time in the living room. <laughs> I no, but I'm saying, is there a way to make it a segment? Because there's a lot of a lot of really Andrew's re- living room revelations. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Because they all How about the, that? just the white. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. This on this week's Andrew's living room <laughs> revelations. Um, Christmas is sure. it coming too early? The answer is yes. Um, now there used to be an uproar with throughout the British public when someone would put hardworking people, hardworking, <laughs> this hardworking nation, <laughs> this hardworking independent nation, when 
when Christmas, when someone would put their tree up in November, or you'd see Christmas decorations in November, or you'd see adverts, Christmas adverts on the TV yeah. in November, there used to be an uproar. That no longer happens. Have you noticed that this year, Christmas has just come two months earlier? Now, the reason that's happened is Go because on. last Christmas, all the Christmas ads started coming up early and the Christmas shops are doing their deals and everything early, was because they were saying, it's been a really tough year, we deserve an early Christmas. And then we had the toughest Christmas of all time. Well, yeah, sure. But it's saying, let's, let's, let's make Christmas as big a thing as possible, thereby justifying the early Christmas ads. That's okay. what happened. Look back in the history books. Is it earlier than usual? I think yeah. it's... It's never usually... You're getting like John Lewis Christmas ads before it hits December. That is fucking way I think that happens every year. No, it doesn't. I think it might No, be. it doesn't. I think it might No, it do. doesn't. <laughs> it's happened earlier. Everyone I, I spoke to might. agrees with me, doesn't agree with you, and they said you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can... what it, Right, the segment, how Andrew's living room revelations work is yeah. that I speak if you shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, straight. So... What's happened is that the com companies just wanted, it's in their interest to start advertising Christmas as early as possible to get people buying more and earlier. Because if you start buying earlier, you're going to buy more. It's all, about it's all about that dollar. But now what we live in in a world, we live in a world that that was justified due to COVID. But now we've just accepted it. And I believe we're going to get to a state in 150 years time where wow. Christmas starts in March. Really? Do you, yeah. I've do you, not, the do you not think there's a, there's a clear limit where... <coughs> I don't think it's going to be an exponential. I will draw you a graph. <laughs> it's exponential. So would that mean... Do you because think surely we should think, oh, <coughs> seeing a Christmas advert in mid-November, we've lost the plot. Yeah. Surely you'd think that. Therefore, we as a nation have no morality. Do you think we could ever do... Um, you'd start advertising next Christmas on maybe Boxing Day? Well, that's... Well, but, I mean, as, as the graph shows, maybe in 180 years, sure. 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 Do you think as soon as Christmas Day is over, not even the Christmas period... It's what you get for next Christmas. They're rolling. I don't know. <laughs> what a hell. But you're what? right. I should be thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. It's hell. I don't... I realise I don't... I, yeah, Christmas is great. I like the food. I like spending You're time. You're a Christmas guy. Time. I'm not really that much of a okay, Christmas guy. Okay, well, it guy. sounded like you were. No, I said, I'm. I, what, by saying I, it's all right? Christmas is great. Yeah, yeah, Christmas is great. Yeah, it's Revisionist. great. You know, like the day is. Yeah. I don't like the month. Yeah. I like the day of Christmas. I don't like the month of Christmas. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've lost my train of thought now. Um, but no, it's gone. Do, 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 so you, I, I, I like. I'm a. I like Christmas. I think. Yeah. I, I used to like it a bit more. I think. Um, it's always just about which kind of. Um, selection of the family you spend it with is how it works out and yeah. I think this year it's going to be pretty good just like why are you with your mums uh, that's not even the main thing I think for a while we, we spent Christmas with like just because to try and there were so many moving parts I ended up sp I, I don't like seeing people who I only see on Christmas like, yeah, I'll yeah. never ever see so I, there was like four or five people on Christmas day yeah. extended family from my cousin's extended family yeah, uh, who I'd only see on Christmas day and then that that depresses me I yeah. don't like having the same small top and then a year's gone by, by and it's just like I, neither of us actually care about no, each other's year no. so it really it can be really just small talk Christmas small talk that's kind which of is, yeah, uh, you want to be like with a, a family yeah. that you can you don't want to feel like yeah. a, a Christmas work party correct yeah yeah, yeah that's it yeah, justifying your career choices over turkey isn't photocopying your ass on the on the photocopy <laughs> as any good Christmas should have 
I realised <laughs> this is what I was going to say is that I haven't really had a Christmas two years in a row now. What was the one before? The one before I was trapped here by myself. No, no I, I know that one. So the one before <laughs> that, I was working one pm till ten pm. Oh shit! Yeah. So I I've kind of forgotten what Christmas is like. You think you're going to re-find the magic of Christmas? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm ready to rediscover it. Well, the problem that you have that I don't is that you're on your dad's side. You've got there's young kids, <laughs> yes. and they're going to take a lot of space. It, like emotionally, it's going to be about them. But I think Do you reckon? I think I think it's time you took it back because I think for too long that would be <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> I think for too it's long Christmas morning got, they're gathered round at the stop, top of the how stairs. Old, how old are your stepsisters? Oh, sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you. I know you don't know. Thirteen and ten. Thirteen and ten or eleven. So those are key Christmas. That's pretty good. Those actually. are key Christmas ages because one you remember it and you're at the age. So it's like a key. This is when Christmas is. I very bed. nearly um, dropped the Santa Claus isn't real bomb in front of them. Oh, really? I can't remember how it happened, but <laughs> Melissa kicked me under the table. Yeah. And I had to literally. I said something that would have like I don't know. You'd have to be very in tune to get it, but yeah. I'd had a couple of. And they weren't. They, they weren't. Not. The, the lights are on, but no one's home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm li- I like that. It's Christmas morning. They're, the two of them are gathering at the top of the at the top of the stairs, shouting to their 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 mum, my stepmom. Has, San- has Santa been? Has Santa? Oh, I've got to go and check. I come out in my PJ, kick him out the fucking way, um, shouting if Santa's been. I go down, I rip open all the presents, saying, "Which one's for me? Which one's for fucking me? Where am I?" Where am I? The Santa bean? And look, he's eating the chocolates and all this stuff. Um, I'm Wait, who's eating the chocolates? Santa. You leave chocolates out for Santa. Oh, he's eating oh, the, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he I, I like I like the idea of more... I, I think how you should play it is, okay, the kids run out excited and you run out as excited. and But kind of sincerely and not too aggressive so that it's just really awkward for the mum. Yeah. Where you, they're kind of at the top of the stairs <laughs> giggling and you're there as well. Like, and yeah. then it's just really kind of weird. And then whenever they're trying doing like little Christmas activities, you're always jogging along. <laughs> Can I join? Yeah. They know me as a very kind of quiet, removed character as well. So it would be, a, it would be an odd, an odd addition. But I think you deserve it. I think, I, think I deserve a Christmas. I'll be like, look, I haven't had, it. this is my first one in three years now. So look kids, look, look kids, I'm sorry. Life gets tough. This is about me this year. This is about me. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm. Would you? Would you think you'd like to be around young me? kids? <laughs> <laughs> Will you spend Christmas with me? No. Would you? Would you like the idea of being around young kids to rekindle the joy of Christmas, or would? Or are you quite comfortable in your newly formed adult Christmases? That's a good question because there's there was a weird thing which is like I'm the youngest of my family on so both weird. sides so, so weird. Fucking, <laughs> weird. fucking crazy so like when when christmas stopped being this uh innocent thing for me it's yeah. sort of the whole of christmas shifted i was the i was the last one you we, they were all waiting for you i was all waiting yeah, yeah. but then there's this awkward period for which will be 10 years until someone has the P- first puberty. kid Very, your body's changing your body's changing oh no because now now, now, now my cousins places. have had kids so it's now restarted uh, and now the cycle has restarted but the last four Christmases and no one knew what to do because it was between young yeah, children yeah. but now the first gener- the new generation have just started so yeah. it's restarted again um, I think I don't know I feel when it's when there's young kids when you're in your early 20s and there's young kids enjoying Christmas I feel it's there's something 
that that's the worst age to be. I think I think so too. Because if you're an adult, then you can be the adult, they can be the kid. But when you used to be the kid and now no one gives a fuck about you and yeah. you feel so like, I, I, how much am I meant to enjoy Christmas? How much enjoying Christmas it. is lame as when shit? When I spent it with my dad like, th- two years ago, he didn't even wake me up. It was a period in life. Like, it, got to, it gets to the point where they think you'll enjoy the lion more than you'll enjoy Christmas. And I, I, it was at the period when I was sleeping in pretty late. So I think I got up at like 11 and then <laughs> they'd open all their Santa shells. I was just... I came down like bags under my eyes. Like, what did he come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I have a box fizz? But also Christmas in my my, my um, dad's side of the family own a Christmas magic uh, a Christmas um, gift shop. They own Christmas magic. <laughs> they own all the how do they how do they acquire all the Christmas? They magic? managed to commodify it and sell it. <laughs> it sounds like a, your dad. A good profit. <laughs> Let's get Christmas magic. Let's, Let's expand it. it. It's the future. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Christmas. Oh, and and now my uncle and aunt on that side keep now run the business as well. So it's a fact. The only real family business yeah, that yeah. in my family oh, is actually yeah, I remember this, yeah. is actually a very quaint shop that's in like a shopping centre. We've that it, sells Christmas. Christmas, shop. Christmas shop. We have been through this, and it surprises me that you could have a, a Christmas shop. Yeah, me too. I I I guess and my cousins work there now, and I guess it's an full all year time. Re- yeah. How that's. I, I, it kind of feels a bit. I don't want to be degraded by asking. My main question is like, how this is seems, seems very seasonal. And what does that what does that tell you? The Christmas period is getting longer and longer. Yeah, maybe if they can work full time, it's true. And so, like, were you saying all the stuff about the Christmas period? I have to protect my family's interests. It's your fault. It's your family. <laughs> it's the Christmas. People like people like the Goulds. <laughs> we're a, we're a family run business, all right. We're not big. That doesn't excuse anything. <laughs> that doesn't excuse shit. Um, but it does seem like a full time thing because you buy all the stock up in like june july still doesn't make sense no but they, they you've got to make a hella a hell of a profit I during they, november december and there's the warehouse that they have still well fuck maybe you can find out this christmas and they, they sell a bit yeah i, I will actually because I, I it doesn't quite they don't do anything else and they make a, a decent enough living so i don't money know. laundering must be that'd be the perfect one, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it wouldn't. Actually, no, it wouldn't because it'd be where so all your, where's all the money coming from? <laughs> yeah, when you're having like a shitload of money in, in March. <laughs> what are you selling? Elf statues <laughs> and Christmas crackers. Um, but yeah, I, 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 we've got Christmas decorations coming out of our ass. But it does mean that the for that side of the year, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> they're really squeaky <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, yeah, go. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that'll last or is that? No, it won't. You've got to wear the new, It's the new. You've got You've got to wear the concert. <laughs> So it Christmas has become is a very much like the year is very much built towards Christmas as this, yeah yeah um like that's kind of the, the well it's when you guys can eat yeah when we can yeah when we can, when you can eat exactly yeah it's the only year time we're not dieting heavily <laughs> <laughs> um but yes uh, I've uh, I've been uh, gigging out and about uh, doing the the Christmas period doing gigs out and about See, is depressing. See, the fact that you're even calling it the Christmas period. Well, it is It's only December. just turned December. Yeah, I guess so. When was this gig? It was last week. It wasn't weekend. tonight, was it? It was last weekend. And I went out to Crawley. You went to Crawley? Yeah. And it was a Green King pub, five minute bus ride from Three Bridges Station. Oh. And it, yeah, it gave me a bit of the, yeah, I, I felt, I, I don't know what's, it, I feel maybe since lockdown, I've been feeling, it makes me, I feel more and more just like, I don't know, uncomfortable just in some of these like really Tory areas. It just, there's something that, I don't know. It, it, yeah. it, it felt, 
everything was a bit strange. Like one Green King pubs, I always you're becoming like. that London stereotype. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to, st- and I never was really like that. Tories hate. Yeah, um, th- th- I mean, for starters, the person, the the manager who run the pub was the closest to David Brent I've ever met in real life. It was, yeah. it was like if David Brent had Guy Fieri's hair. It was actually Got black. It, yeah, it wasn't yeah. yet, what, blonde, actually. It was spiked up. He had the goatee, receding hairline, spiked up short. And there was, was like this was sort of ma- green was room. the manager of the pub? Or the the manager of the pub. Not at all yeah. involved in the comedy. That, not it, it, at all. It adds up. I've seen a thousand. But then there, this thing that happens a lot of the time when there's comedians in town, in these sort of communities, it's like all these dads are not self-aware and they mm. think they're super funny. So when there's a comedian comes in, <coughs> someone who could uh, do it for a living... Uh, they're fascinated just to see how they stand. So he, there was like a little curtain um, and he he would keep poking his head around the green room and just having, saying the, I can't fully remember what he said, but just, it, he did it about three or four times where he would say the weirdest sort of aggressively friendly things that there's no actual answer to, but also a bit aggressive. Yeah. Um, and... Then I did the gig and it was it, it was it was good. Uh, apart from I did the, the, my joke about no room for racism, you know the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't imagine they are. No, I, I, it was the first time I did it out of London, and it, that it I was can't all... imagine this. They're the fans that are applauding. Them. No, and and I think it just that completely went over their head. Um, and uh, one guy literally said, "That's a shit joke, mate." Just said out the the audience all turned on him because they're all very nice. Yeah, yeah. But it was clear they're drinking like spritzes or something. Yeah, and the, the 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 look. There's this sort of. I feel feel it's a very. Home counties aesthetic, which is the sort of like mock in. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking and you, you get back. The, well, it's it's like it's golden age thinking in a pub. Yeah, there's something <clears throat> that's just so cozy. That so reminds me of Surrey, Sussex, and all of that. Yeah, is that sort of mock in? It yeah, looks yeah. sort of like a an an old in, but mm. it's so. Copy and paste that it's yeah, like, yeah. and it's just well, Green it's King everywhere. is a chain, isn't yeah, it? yeah, so yeah. I think that would be the. Um, but it, it seems to be very much. Did you see pubs like that all the time? And then afterwards, the the people come up to you and start speaking to you, and it's just these really strange, stilted conversations. And the husbands are always making very weird, like one liner jokes. Do the wives say a lot? I can imagine the wives saying little. Well, normally they don't, but then this <coughs> wife came up to me, <coughs> and they do this weird thing where they sort of like come up to you and expect you to carry the conversation to, yeah but I they're like they to still be on yeah and they're still hanging around and it's very much like we're, it was four comments on we were talking there's just general stuff the comedians talking about sex and all that but then there's Drugs, very much rock like, and roll you know what these could be but she <laughs> was like, literally like you oh, know okay. god that was fun but a bit weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> a bit crazy a bit weird yeah in fairness um, that's exactly how i'd expect my mum to react to your ad and then um yeah it's very much that kind of like oh, that, oh, a bit fucking a bit crazy it's like after i show a wes anderson film I was like yeah, but yeah fucking hell what yeah. <laughs> and um something just really strange she lived locally she's like i just lived down the road um and i was like oh, i'm trying to get back to three bridges do you know when the next bus goes she goes you can get the bus uh, the number three, but that doesn't go for another 40 minutes. Um, where are you going back to? I goes, London. Just just walk to the Gatwick Airport station. I was like, oh, isn't that far away? She's like, it's five minutes down the road. Trust I live around it. Five, I was like, five minutes? You don't want to get... It's only five minutes down the... And she was like, yeah, yeah, no. I, try, like, I live around it. Five, ten minutes. Well, that's perfect. That's great. And I went on Google Maps. I was like, great. I'll tie it in. It just came up and it went 45-minute walk. Ramblers. 
Now, and then I was like, never trust directions or time presumptions from ramblers. And ninety-five percent of people in the home counties ramble. Never trust a rambler. It's true, they do. And yeah, like Partridge, they ramble. They ramble. And then I was like, I was trying to avoid walking to three bridges, which was a half an hour walk, which is less than Gatwick Airport. And she was like, "Look, I live right here. Trust me." I showed her on my phone, just like, "Is this the?" I was more checking that I hadn't got the train station wrong and yeah. there's a different train station. He goes, oh no, they're taking you a long way. There's a short, you could, I was like, what shortcut could make that 45 minute walk into 10 minutes? In fairness, <laughs> in fairness, a very good one. She was like, you could just, trust me, you just get out on the road and then it's just five minutes up the road. And I was like, you're completely. Mm. Well, that's that's the thing. And Don't trust local knowledge well, always uh, well, is what I've learned. And to be honest, I was going to say it's a home county thing, but that's an everywhere thing. Yeah. Every single person thinks that they know the best way to get around in an area that they live in. Yeah. Now, even if, and it's a, 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 an immediate distrust of technology. Yeah. That technology Luddites. doesn't have the capabilities. GPS doesn't have the capabilities. No, no, don't be stupid. There's much more to this. Take the little footbridge down by the. the There's a Twitten just round there. (laughs) Turn right at the Twitten. (laughs) But make sure you don't hit the canal or you've gone too far. (laughs) Just relax. Just relax. Most of the time, Google Maps are getting it right. Yeah. But it's the it's the oh pish posh. It was a but it was more. Saying to me with fully confidence, I live around here. Trust me. I d- no, she says, I do that walk every day. It's five, ten minutes. Trust me. Mm. And then it being 45 minutes. What is going on in your head? That's I, mental. And I can imagine in your situation, you're obsessed with just like bridging the gap between yeah. her perspective and the facts. Yeah. I'd true. almost want, I'd, it always gets to the point where, okay, come and walk with me then. Walk yeah. with me now. Part of me was, I was like, I'm going to sit in this just to work out, at least so I can work out. You know, yeah. be, oh, I, I, was, I was hoping that she'd be like, oh, sorry, yeah, I, I, I'm really bad with timing and stuff. But she stood, oh, no, 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 that's... Not, that's. I don't know. I think, now, having lived now in both the country, the countryside and the city, I think a fi- five to ten minutes in the countryside is about half an hour, and a five to ten in the city is about five to ten. Yeah. Do you think there's a, just a different conception of time? A different conception of time, because long walks, when you need to... When you're growing up in the countryside or you live there... Long walks become normality for you. Mm. There's often because things aren't close together. No. And you might want to, something might just be on like the cusp of walking ability rather than getting a taxi, which yeah. uh, the money dollar, comes dollar, out. Dollar, dollar. Therefore, you, you change your perspective of distance in order to meet the requirements of the place that you live in. Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, blown away. Um, and I'm never leaving London again is the, is the takeaway. Can we discuss rambling? Please. What is it? Walking in hills and woodland I think areas. it's walking without a s- particularly specific aim. Obviously, Leisure you, walking. Yeah. It's li- yeah. Do you Pleasure have, walking. Is it like in a big group? I think I've been on a ramble once. I remember rambling once. I, my my, my mum's side of the family are ramblers. They ramble frequently. Like, I mean, they've got ramble gear. When it's not Christmas, of course. Oh, well, Christmas is everyone rambling, so that's... But yeah. they've, got a, they've got a shop to run. No, no, that's my dad's side. That's of the your dad's side. My so dad's side. Of, there's the Christmas. There's the Christmas magic side, and there's the ramblers. Right. So yeah. the Christmas magic side don't have time to ramble because they're too busy running yeah. their twenty four seven Christmas exactly. shop. Exactly. There's one which is like is the Christmas shop opens twenty four hours seven days a week. There's the Christmas mafia. Yes. And then there's the the ramblers who are like characters from like an Enid Blyton novel. They're all sort of like bizarre, like r- radically quaint, rid- yeah, ridiculously yeah, yeah. quaint. Yeah. 
I'm so yes, they'll ramble ac across sea. Sure, they'll ramble. They'll ramble hard, but I mean, they'll be rambling sticks. They'll yeah. be rambling gear. There'll be is a rambling... those rucksacks that you can put a little yeah. anorak over. Do they have the built. two sticks that are made I think by like only Peter one, I think, Storm? I think they actually ramble so hard that they the only don't need this, this. That's interesting because if I saw someone with two sticks, I'd probably immediately jump to they ramble. Whereas mm. maybe the real ramblers, the less sticks you have, the more actually of a skilled rambler you are because yeah. you don't need the poles to navigate the difficult terrain yeah. that you're naturally going to encounter on the ramble. Yeah, yeah. We should go on a ramble and film it. We, we can should. go on our own ramble because you can join a rambling group. When did you th when you said, I've only, I think I've only been on one ramble. I was probably I've about been on seven. Many. Really? So yeah. you, your family don't ramble? We don't ramble. We do musical theatre. <laughs> there's, there's, you do one You've got a other. dog though. Not we didn't have it when I was young. So have you not done a big family walk outside of Christmas? That isn't a ramble. Okay. Because I think ramble is more of an organised group of other like-minded walkers walking together across the terrain. F related or friends, not... No, no. No, that's just they, a walk. They, never, they, ne no, they would never meet up with strangers to ramble. So I don't think they're ramblers. Okay, maybe I not think then. ramblers you get in... I think you get in a big group, which is kind of <laughs> sweet in itself, but also pretty, pretty crazy. A ram rambler, a person who walks in the countryside for pleasure... Huh. Yeah. Rambling. Well, then we'll just call it walking, you dickheads. Because it's rambling. Lengthy and, conf lengthy and confused or inconsequential. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. That's rambling. Yeah, activity of walking in the countryside for pleasure. A rambling club is the example. So I think there are rambling clubs. Yeah. Technically, if you walk in the countryside, you're rambling, unless you're walking there for a purpose. I think ramblers are also doggers. I feel there's a very... I also <laughs> think people who ramble, and I might be offending your whole family. Please. People who say they ramble... Take them down a notch. Take way too much of their personality in liking walking. Just say you went on a walk. Just <laughs> okay. say you walk. As soon as you say, yeah, we ramble. Oh yeah, we're a rambling family. <laughs> no, we're a rambling family. <laughs> no, that's very then, true. Then you're dickheads. No, but, but, admittedly, they, they, they're never like that at all. They wouldn't even know what rambling is, but uh, they are, that's why they're authentic ramblers. But if you say, we just went on a little ramble, then you can go ramble off a cliff, my friend. Ramble off a cliff. You can ramble to your death. Be gone, yeah. Um, but I do think there is a big uh, connection to me. When I see ramblers, I'm like, <laughs> When start, I see a group the, the of ramblers, starting not to make any yeah. sense. <laughs> if I see a group of ramblers, I'm like, which you want those, to do? Those are that's them in the daytime. In the nighttime, mm. they are dogging. Mm. Doggers well, and ramblers. Dogging I often think, happens in remote locations. Yeah. And how are the how are they getting? It's countryside. How are they getting to the remote locations? They ramble. They're rambling. There. So they, uh, they ramble as the sun goes down, and then they get in their car and they dog. And then so they fuck each other. It seems very pleasant when you've got Dora in her Peter Storm jacket, just mm. yeah, struggling over here. When you see her Two getting sticks. piped by when Craig, she's, when she's getting, <laughs> <laughs> or you, when the in fact the, the long sticks are actually used for something else. Oh get later God! On in the God! Evening. Yeah. I, I I didn't think of it. To, 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 to hold the legs up like stirrups. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so just think twice before you next see a group of ramblers and you think, aren't they having a pleasant, lovely time? They're going to go fucking a car. They're all going to go fucking swap husbands and wives in a mm. car. I mean, more power to them. But don't pretend you're something you're not, which is dirty sex pests. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've watched some films recently. You watched House of Gucci, oh. uh, which has been panned. More like House of Snorchy. Like a snore. Not it's a like snore. two and a half hours long. Ridley Scott as well. <clears throat> it's not two and a half hours. Two hours 45? Two hours 45 minutes. Hell. Two hours 45 minutes of my time. And I was pissed off about the, the runtime before I went in. How excited were you in. going in? How I drunk was minus. Those are the two. Minus three, <laughs> not drunk at all. Okay. 
Minus three, not drunk at all. It wasn't so, the James Bond fiasco. It wasn't the James Bond fiasco when I was plus a hundred and <laughs> absolutely fucked. <laughs> no, it was, I was minus, yeah, I was not excited, which then always, I like to, in life, as I've discussed on this podcast before as well, I, I'm, I'm trying to work on reducing my expectations of things. And you, yourself. And myself. <laughs> I just want to be uh, a, a less skillful, accomplished man. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> there was... Were you, were you actually trying to stop getting so... Yeah. Because you just always enjoy shit more when you're not excited for it. So you got if you're what? really gassed for something, it always lets you down. That's why I'm a cynicist. Yeah, know? exactly. That's but I'm, I'm quite so... an aggressive posi- optimist. <laughs> True, that's why so I'm so I'm... cynical about it. Exactly. No, that's not why. That's just who no, you are. No, it is why. No, it is. Actually. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it actually is. Here actually. we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, no, because, yeah, I've, I've spoken about it before. It's, you're very rare. You can't be let down by something you're not excited for. So even if I'm excited for something, I always be like, "Yeah, this might happen." I've just started to bring in pessimism Electric into chair. my life. What going to the? You're, you're I'm on, about to you're, be executed. You're on the green mile. <laughs> I'm on the green mile. I don't think. Opt- I mean, when something's got such a definitive end. But if you're really pessimistic about it, then you could have fun. You could be like, <laughs> oh, it's better than I thought. <laughs> Not the worst. Well, whilst being electrocuted. I mean, I wasn't expecting much, but this isn't, this isn't as bad as I thought it might be. It's mindset. You it's can mindset. enjoy anything if you. It's if about you, it's about managing expectations. That's ma- all. Managing expectations. That's what Buddhism is partly about. It's about yeah, yeah. slightly about you know. That's about what happens. The pe- uh, anyone who's actually depressed is about the dearth between reality and expectation. Dearth. Big up dearth. Big dearth. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I agree. Um, and as and I know a lot of people on uh, the Green Mile are listening to this pod. Because I know that's one of the <laughs> one of the, the the many the few privileges they get is yeah, once a is week. Once a week, they have this old timey radio wo- wheeled in, <laughs> and they listen oh, to so only called. only audio. <laughs> only audio. <laughs> they don't get the video. no no no. That's a shame. <laughs> so they don't get to see the crop. I was wondering why there was. Then a lot someone of... comes out with a printed <laughs> off picture of the thumbnail. Yeah. Oh, this is it. <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was wondering why we get a lot of viewers from Guantanamo Bay. Um, <laughs> But no, I went in with low expectations because no, the problem actually the problem is with having low expectations for everything is there's a joy in being excited for something, and that can make your time. You could be when when you're looking forward to something that can make your time in the run up to it a lot better because you're just excited and you're spending more time. I'm spending more time being like, oh, this is going to be bad, and then having a bad time then, and then having a good time for the thing that you're leading up to. So it's about striking the balance. Yeah, it's-, <laughs> it's a really complex psychological strategy. That I'm, I haven't quite nailed or honed yet, but yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm sure you will. But for a two-hour, 45 film that I wasn't that interested in anyway, I was. That's your perfect time to be kicking off. What time did you? Sorry, what, 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 what? Is this a weekend viewing? Is this a Friday night viewing? Night. Uh, about no, prime time. Prime time. So this is your Friday evening. The day it came out. So this is Friday. This is which is you know not something that sits well with me because I like a Friday evening. Um, but I was actually ill for it. Yeah. So which which kind of worked out. Sure. Two hours forty-five. I was living before I went in. I was like, "This isn't a sci-fi film. This isn't. This, we're not going into Lord of the Fucking Rings. Yeah. We're going into the House of Gucci." <laughs> okay. So they better have a lot of shit in this house. <laughs> they better have a lot of shit. This house better not be in order. Yeah, this yeah, house so is in order, so na- it's got na- a lot na- of narrative. narrative. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my tagline, if I was doing some sort of review for it, um, which I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> I wish all reviewers were all like, like just I guess like, if I'm doing that sort of I, I guess, guess if anyone cares what I have to say <laughs> um, not 
not dramatic enough to be a drama, not funny enough to be a comedy. But there was a lot of comedy p- tr- attempted. Attempted. And it was getting, I mean, it was the first, it was the first uh, day of it in the cinema. Oh, I've got a good story from actually. It's the first day of it in the cinema. And uh, so it was pretty packed, fairly packed cinema. Um, it was getting laughs from some abhorrent jokes. Just lazy, nothing jokes. It was getting laughs. Mm. Jared Leto is a caricature of himself. I've heard Commode really go in. Commode, because I, Jared Leto, if I'm honest, he was the best thing about the film for me. Oh, really? Yeah, the best thing about the film because I enjoyed watching it. Did you see Commode's review of him? Yeah, it was, great, no, it was, per- it was perfect. He's like, he's so, he's you so could just right. see him just acting just no just screaming for that oscar yeah, yeah. just never been just more shouting t- that he's acting and then yeah. like, not being in tune with anyone else in the cast but just because he does and he is he's just mental in it he's absolutely <laughs> mental and i think he's you know the, the soul similar to the andrew scott way of acting sure of everything is accentuated <laughs> i'm a crazy it's, italian man and, he have, and it's the it's a starting a lot and suddenly i'm up here acting's about decisions and yeah, every yeah. decision is a bold decision every decision was a bold decision <laughs> he took it from the andrew scott and i liked i i enjoyed it because he was making me laugh not less uh, it was half he did a couple of good lines don't get me wrong it was half laughing at him half laughing with him like crocs hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thinker. Um, <laughs> <coughs> I'll get back to you on that. But yeah, no, he was... I hate him. Okay, me too. I, 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 he's one of my least favourite. I, re- I used to admire the fuck out of him. Yeah, but we were young. and that We was, were young and yeah. stupid. And yeah. then now I look at him and I'm like, you, is Instagram I think the is joke, the worst I think the Joker is where everyone was like, oh... Oh, you're actually a bit of a bell Yeah, and he's just someone once look again... look at his Instagram. Oh, in- I'm wearing a hat. Yeah, in- he just enjoys... Look at my purple hat. He enjoys being a star too much. Exactly. Brad Pitt is a huge star. He seems to enjoy it the right amount. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? hate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, he's cool about it because, you know, and he's not, he doesn't bog you down with his own self-hatred exactly, or self-love. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. In between. Yeah. So it was... Basically, and, and long story short, there was no, like, there's a bit of a tussle over, like, who's going to get the, who's going to be head of Gucci and all this stuff and, like, the marriage breakdown between Adam Driver and Lady Gaga. None of the characters were likable. I couldn't give a flying fuck who ended up with Gucci. And there was, so there was nothing really going on. There was a bit of mad drama that happened at the end that I wasn't, that they, that should have been, like, the focus. If yeah. they brought it down an hour, it could have been so much better yeah. and actually entertaining. But it was just, like, the, that kind of, bigger drama no i'm not gonna do any spoilers but that bigger drama happened like two hours in he didn't give a shit by that point yeah. and i just get me out of it but why why so long you, there was it, no no completely unnecessary absolute to shave half an hour off that easy yeah i could do it but so R- send, me the, Scott's, send me the send me the editing he's got two films out he's still working hard so he has two films out and he what was the other film what was the other film he has out at the moment that seemed i think was pretty good I don't know how he's managed to produce at this rate still. And I am a big fan of Ridley Scott. Yeah, me he, too. I, what I like about Ridley Scott is he's very... He seems... There's a no-nonsenseness about him where you know that he's one of those guys who... Him talking about film, it's like... Yeah, yeah. Opening act. Big star. Yeah, All yeah. films should have a... You he, know, blamed, he blamed the lack of success of one of his films. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was the, the... millennial it was generation. 
It was the one about the the rape in medieval France with Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Um, he blames the lack of box office success due to the millennial um, generation's lack of attention span. It's true. Yeah, which I kind of right. Yeah. I think that's your film does badly. Yeah. It's, it's people's attention it's spans fall. Uh, something did something funny happened in the cinema. You you, you pulled it back. I pulled it back <laughs> because it was hilarious for me there. Yeah, but we'll see how it translates. Sure. Let's give this a go. Everyone take a buckle in. We're about to have a story time. Um, there, we'd sat down. The film had just started. It was very packed cinema. And a group of about six, six people then arrive late to the film. They come in and they're stumbling a bit. And whatever. They're just a bit drunk. It's a bit, it's, it seems, it's quite dark or whatever. Two of them then get their like phone flashlights on and are very obnoxiously kind of like searching around the cinema looking for their seat. Cinema seats aren't the most difficult code to decode, in my opinion. Some, you know, the, the, okay, rows, yeah, the yeah. rows go up and down. The seats are then numbered adequately and corresponding to the distance from the aisle. Um, it took them a good five minutes to find their seats. And I noticed that they were stumbling more and more and their faces were completely dazed over. A lot yeah. of them were crouching unnecessarily. Yeah. I came to the conclusion that this group were absolutely jacked up on acid. Okay. There was, uh, there was no possible there was no other explanation. Yeah. So they eventually find their seat after I, I'm sitting in a in the divide between the top half of the cinema and the bottom half. So there's more leg room. So they're are coming. you watching them constantly? Oh, uh, of course. There's nothing to watch on screen. <laughs> so your eyes are glued. To oh, them. of course, and that's better drama. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go see theatre, go to the fucking <laughs> cinema and look at the people. So they they they're coming up and down, and our, their seats are just one row in front of ours. So they they come over, and then instead of just like walking round, they're clambering over the seats. People are people are being knocked into, etc. It's all it's frustrating at, yeah. the, at the start because of their lack of politeness, yeah. but it becomes so much more than that as we go further into the film. One of them was particularly fucked. Um, she gets up to go to the toilet, stands up, doesn't seem drunk. Fucked. Yeah, she does seem okay. drunk. Fucked. She stands up, climbs over the seat. And then literally, instead of just like, just walking out of the cinema like normal people, because you can't crouch enough yeah. to get out of people's way. She honestly, her head was at her knees yeah. and she was crouching out like that, stumbling yeah. about, went to the toilet. She then comes back from the toilet 10 minutes later, yeah. comes, um, comes out into the cinema bit and then stands, then walks towards. So I'm sitting on the end of the row with that, um, with yeah. a lot of space in front of me. She's clear, she walks in, stumbles in, honestly, stumbling like that then crouches down and like squat walks <laughs> like that and then clearly has forgotten where her seat is. And she, I promise you, she is standing where you are. So imagine the screens behind you. I'm, I, you're me, I'm her. <laughs> just standing. And she stands there for honestly for ages. And I'm just literally sitting there just looking at her. Just looking, she's just in front I of wanna, you. She's right. She's blocking my entire view. I mean, luckily you didn't care about the film. Oh, yeah, no, if you no, actually did, it would sake. actually be quite Yeah, no, annoying. I didn't give a shit. So I was just standing there watching her. Just laughing, sitting there. And she was blocking all my view. Just crouching. And so the people, the people that were sitting, were sitting next to me had clocked how fucked she was as well. And we were laughing about it together. But she was there like almost holding onto the chairs. Just looking. And I went, your, seat, your seat's over there. It's over there. And then... She didn't. She didn't reply. Still, just looking like that, just looking around. She must have been on acid, and I was like, "Was it proper? Proper? Because like, it, what drug? It, ca <laughs> it can't. If she was drunk, she was absolutely <laughs> larrant. Like, no, it was weirder than that." And I was like, "No, just it's just your seats down." Because it got too long now. Yeah. It's like I want to see some of the film, and Jared Leto would come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Det var det sige så. Så. It was like first 20 minutes. First 20 minutes it was fun. And now I was like, all right, maybe something might happen. When we hit the hour mark, I was like, come on. I got your seats over there. The seats over there. And she's still, she, I, she, nothing's going into her mind. And then she just looks at me and then sees that I've been saying something. And then she just sits down on the floor. She sat, so bearing in mind, there's not that much leg room. She's basically sitting on my feet. And I'm just still sitting there. I'm going, you sit. now instead of going, your seat's over there, I'm going, your seat's over there. It's down there. And she went, and then eventually got up, started walking towards where her seat was. Yeah. And then stopped again. So the people that were laughing at her with me. Where, where's her crew? They're, they're the row in front. Are they not saying anything? They're too fucked to know what's they've got a clue what's going on. They don't know what's going on in the film, let alone behind them with her. So she stops again, grasping the wall. And she's like standing. She stood on my feet so much. She's almost holding onto people's knees, just staring, looking like this. And then they were going, like laughing a lot. Your seat's over there. It's over, it's down, you're right, you're there. You're so close. She eventually made it. Um, she then went to the toilet again. <laughs> And this, instead of, she wasn't as, she'd sobered up a little bit because this time she just came to her in front of me, stopped, crouched. And, you thought, and then looked around, again. oh, for God's sake. <laughs> we all started laughing quite immediately. And then, um, and then she, I think she, she came to herself and realised where it was. But again, it was like when you see people clamber over seats, like her feet are going over her head and she's like clambering over. But that was, that was great. It was a weird choice of film to drop acid for. <laughs> Two hours and 45 minutes Jared of House Le- and Gucci. I wonder what Jared Leto's performance would be like oh when God. you're on acid. Well, I'm th- demonic. Yeah. Um, also, we both watched The French Dispatch. Uh, yeah, we did. And disagreed. Uh, French Dispatch, which we were meaning to talk about for a while, but so it is a bit late to it. But um, when did you watch that? How long ago did you uh, watch it? Two weeks ago? Two, weeks two and, ago. and a half? We'll say about three weeks ago. Um, our, you really liked it. I loved you? it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I... Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I was left completely, completely, just exactly. It was exactly what I expected, and I didn't go in with huge expectations. And I was kind of like, it's all great, obviously, but if it doesn't connect with you in any way, and I feel like it felt weirdly dated. Did James Bond connect with you in a lot of ways? It did. Yeah, that's what it I'm did. Say, yeah, it did. But I, I, I thought it was interesting to sh- that it was like. Wes Anderson at his peak was like from like 2008 to 2014 where he was like the kind of high art version of Mumblecore or that sort of like quirky independent cinema. Yeah. He was like the kind of, and his effect on pop culture is huge and like yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was Wes Anderson-y and the, the quirkiness and quaintness came in. Yeah. And it was obviously great at the time, but there was something that felt like this, him still being so... Wes Anderson. I think you said that's this for every film that you've seen of his, though. After you've, after he's ascended to the heights he has, then afterwards, it's like, yeah, that's his style. And I don't think having a really specific style demerits the film. It doesn't, but it just felt like it felt like Wes Anderson. It's partly not his fault because of how intensely he's been copied and loved and been yeah, on yeah. trend. It felt like Isle of Dogs. And this one, it felt a bit like sort of we've moved on. Isle of Dogs was not good. No. But this was brilliant. Like, I think, like, in terms of his aesthetic, he put it on Ket, on Coke, on whatever, on drugs. Yeah. Whatever that lady was on or that yeah. cinema, he put it on. 
as in every single shot was i know every single shot in his is always beautiful but every single shot, i always thought about just like how the production of how you can actually create that shot was astonishing. There wasn't one shot in that film. I don't think it was his best looking film though. I think it was. I don't think it was as good as Moonrise Kingdom or Budapest or even Royal Tenenbaums. I think it was more visually impressive rather than rather than good looking. Yeah. The feet of like for an hour and a half film to have every single one of those shots. I think it was a change when I was growing up and starting to get into film. I think there was such a I was so drawn to anything that was so visually bold. Yeah, Yeah. And it's like especially when you want to make films, you're naturally, you kind of want to just make every shot fucking amazing. And I think now I've started to shift more where I really, I'm starting to lose connection with excessive style because I'm like, I've been through that and it Mm. wasn't enough for me because it's this weird thing. And I actually, I don't, to be fair, I don't particularly like Wes Anderson's films that much anyway, looking back on them. I like them for an hour. I, and I kind of always have. So like, Every Wes Anderson film. Every one. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I watch a Wes Anderson They're film. They're funny. They're funny, but it's Fantastic like an Mr. hour. Fox. They set up the set up the world. Great. The opening 20 minutes is always brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apart from this one, I still wasn't blown away by it. But normally 20 minutes, it's like Moonrise Kid and What Amazing World. Grandpa De Pest, a fucking awesome. Royal Tenenbaums is a perfect example of like yeah, yeah. actually his best opening to a film ever, setting up the whole family. And then after an hour with the same tone, yeah. I just start to lose it. And I agree, but it's that's... really stylized with his acting, which is yeah, like they yeah. all. And I've almost found it kind of like him using the same actors, brilliant actors. And when I was growing up watching, it, I was like, "This is so cool." He's got Bruce Willis doing this. He's got seeing the same actors over and over again. It when I saw them appear again, I it felt like all well, of course. It it just didn't. It, it actually didn't have any surprise for me when I saw the same array of characters. Bill Murray, obviously we all love Bill Murray. Bill Murray's brilliant. Bill Murray being Bill Murray in a Wes Anderson film again, the same dude yeah. again. It just left me cold. And there's something interesting about having that much talented actors and sort of forcing them to all have to basically be cogs in a machine. Yeah. Which I think I used to really like. And obviously I like Kubrick who does very similar things. But there's something that just, it was almost like, pointless having these actors where they're all just the same guy yeah. they're all the same person do the same thing in the same way as ever and i think that's sort of like quaintness i that think well you, this i like seeing i i agree but benetio del toro was a new oh, thing yeah, and he stood out the most 100 percent. and brilliant. the the modern art story of the three stories was pretty good i guess uh, but then also what would Anderson do i i kind of like Maybe I'd, you'd want him to do something that was like, he's done so many of these films, we get what we're going to get with Wes Anderson. I like seeing modern art in his films because it's so traditional and quirky in like yeah, the 20s. Yeah. I guess maybe I would like to see a whole film set in a modern art gallery or something that kind of really forced his hand. Him it. going to France. Yeah, but can you like- not just enjoy what it is? You know, You might know what you're going to get, but you can still go in and enjoy it. Like, I think it I did. Because you but can it, get it, loads it, of different things. It doesn't need to be a awe-inspiring, world-changing kind of kind of film. Yeah. You know what you're going to get from Wes Anderson, and that's entertainment, comedy, and beautiful shots. But then even the comedy, it's like, I remember... There was some. I laughed out loud quite a few times. The, I guess when I first saw that kind of comedy, it blew my mind. And it for some reason, I was like, the jokes... It's, it just... It f- felt... Weird. Maybe it's because of the amount of time that's passed 
just seeing a Wes Anderson do another Wes Anderson film, the most Wes Anderson has ever been, with actually the worst storyline because it was so disjointed. Well, it wasn't and when, a storyline, it was an anthology. And I think that doesn't actually suit... Moonrise Kingdom is my favourite one because it had the most... I think if you're going to be that stylized, and I'm being really harsh on him, I still think he's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're going to be that stylized and maintain interest when you're making this matchbook thing that's actually quite detached from reality it should actually have a real it's about the substance and storyline that runs through it and so i found the anthology actually kind of broke up my connection with it so it was just a yeah yeah i get that it was just a rolling that was, on that's something that was just interesting as a difference as yeah. in if you're going in what well, you don't want the same old it was different yeah. drastically was, different in its form yeah and it which was, I, I liked i liked it was black and white I, I found apart from the first story the stories were re- pretty uh, dull and that was the one I think the narrative of the last two could be improved though. I agree yeah. with that the first one was fucking great I it was... was good it was good and I, I don't know it just it it was interesting you know just how much I've changed from absolutely loving it to being just kind of it just washed over me when I was like oh, yeah, I did actually enjoy it honestly yeah, yeah. because it was great seeing it but it was like a flick book of yeah I think what was nice as well because I'd been to Bond, Bond and June were the two films I saw before that. So I was just excited to go see an hour and 45. Oh, yeah. An hour and 45 just with some jokes, with some comedy, just to zip through, enjoy your fucking time there. So like that was that was something I felt it, it gave a lot with all of these films because even how, fucking House of Gucci 2045 yeah. I've, that's the first no, I, film I was excited to watch it because it felt like it's a the nice first film that, that I've would, been to at yeah. the cinema post lockdown that was under two hours two hours and a half yeah. which is mental <coughs> um, but yeah no I don't know I enjoyed it a lot and just looking at because almost stepping back and looking at it from the production point of view just how how difficult it is to create the shots that he creates and I don't I don't get bored of that and I think he did it one of the best he's ever done in that film. Yeah, weirdly, I'm normally... So if I watch films with, like, my friend Sam, I'm nearly always the one who's, like, appreciating the filmmaking and the visuals and, yes, okay, and then he's always viewing it, just did yeah, I enjoy yeah. it or not. And I'm always... And I, so I'm nearly always on that side where just I'm always blown away by the... But for some reason, like, is that, for example, with, like, Tenet, which is a ridiculous film. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the craft of it still... I, I was still kind of interested yeah. in it. But yeah, this one, I think it was just, it is Wes Anderson um, through and through. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you got anything else to say? Nothing. Nothing. We've said everything we had to say. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, we've got a couple of new patrons in this week. Um, Welcome. Uh, and we got some guests line up, hopefully soon. Um, so yeah, stay swanky, stay swafe. And uh, keep it wheezy. Yeah, the sun's about yeah, right. That sounds me. good. Yeah. All right. lads up. <laughs>